Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown. Just like eating good food helps build a healthy body, ingesting scripture is good for building a healthy spirit. Peter says to desire the pure milk of the word. Join us as we chat about growing our spirit in today's episode. Let's get started. So probably a good place to start is reading 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, and also verse 3. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Love that. Yeah. We thought we would talk today about what we put inside of us as far as how we're living our life and what are we putting in our spirit. It's really important to remember that the food we eat, just like in the natural realm, right? What mm-hmm. we eat is what we become. So uh, the food, the systems of the world have really gotten where they've, mercy goodness, they've lost a lot of the quality and they're mass producing. And so it's really the nutrient value of the food that's out there in the world is really gone down. Well, that's true. And plus, um, that whole convenience food it's true, yes. <laughs> concept uh-huh. has really moved our whole society away from eating, you know, good, fresh, whole food. It's true. Yes. So mass producing and, and And I think everyone would not be able to argue with the fact that fresh food is the healthiest for our bodies, right? It's absolutely true. So yeah. when we put fresh food in, it leads to good health. It does. And there are some studies out there now that just absolutely prove this without a doubt. They, yes. They bring uh, the health factor just leaps through when you start eating good. So we wanted to correlate that between what the world system's looking like right now and what does it look like to have good spiritual health. What we put in our spirit causes a healthy spirit and a healthy relationship with God. And we wanted to examine what that looks like because it says there, right, as a newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow. I love that, the pure word. You know what uh, the old King James says when I look at the Strong's? It says the sincere milk of the word. And that word means, one of the things that it means is unadulterated. Yes. Isn't that interesting? You know, it's pure. It's unadulterated. You know why that's so important? Because the Holy Spirit is able then to move with full power through that. If we start compromising the Word of God, it's not a good nutrient. It does not give us, because you can't have one foot in and one foot out. What does the compromised Word of God look like? Well, and it has to do with what we're taught. We become what we're taught to do and what we're taught to become, basically. And let's just say that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and the people that you're around They don't really know or they don't understand that if you're going to grow, you've got to get into the pure word of God, the pure word, the drinking of the pure milk in order, which is, what does it say here? Desire the pure milk of the word. So that means that you need to be fed the word of God so that you can become healthy and grow. 
But a lot of times that doesn't happen. The true way to grow is to dig into the word, is to seek the word, is to start chewing on the word so that you can begin to understand the word. And the Holy Spirit meets you there. He starts revealing himself to you, and it becomes a love relationship that you have, and you desire the pure word of God. And that's the process that this is that's supposed to happen. You start finding ways to understand. You start, you step outside, you just say, wow, how amazing life is, and you start praising God for that. That's all part of the word. I will rejoice in the Lord always, you know. Today's the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it. And so all of those things happen in our beginning to grow and setting ourselves apart for, for his glory. We have this hunger. So if you're eating unclean things, if you're eating the food of bitterness or impurities, or if you're eating lust or gossiping, if you're putting things in there that are dark and they're not the light of Christ, then what happens is then you will become unclean and impure and of darkness. In yourself, you will not be able to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. But if you partake of that which is spiritually pure and holy, then you will become spiritually pure and holy. So that's what the Word is talking about. The Holy Spirit wants us to feast upon His Word so that we can go through this process of growing up into proper thinking, into proper actions, into you know being able to be righteous in the environment so that people then can begin to experience the love of God that is happening inside of us in their world. The only way they're going to experience it is through us. So what does that go on to say right there in verse 4, Diane? First Peter 2, 4. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That is pretty awesome. Coming to Him as living stones. Wow, how cool is that? God is literally, when we feast upon his word and we do this, over time, he builds himself into us. We become living stones in the house of God, and we become part of his very nature and character, and we become infused into all that he is, and he becomes one with us, and he lives through us, and what a blessing that is, what a privilege, and we can be set free, and we can live holy and blameless in his sight. So what exactly is a living stone? One of the things to always remember in Christ is that when he's eternal, right? And what God is doing in our life, he's building himself into us. He's causing us to grow up into this living stone, coming to him as a living stone. We are stones of God, but His the stones of God, when we're alive, when it says alive, that means that his... Holy Spirit is alive inside of us. And that means that this stone is alive for eternity. It's part of the household of God. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And the, the whole house of God is built from the foundation of Jesus Christ and the apostles that they have laid. In Isaiah 28, 
16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, Mm -hmm. a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. So we see that the house of God is eternal. No one can take this away. His kingdom shall never fade away. So it's basically a solid foundation. Absolutely. Immovable. Yes. This foundation. A living stone is a. Because the word of God is a living word, this is a living foundation. Exactly right, yes. And it cannot be shaken. So the word of the Lord shall endure forever, right? If you back up just a little bit in 1 Peter 1, 24, it says, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. This goes on to talk about what we're just now talking about. And we become these living stones that are so full of the Word of God, because it says what? The desire, the pure milk of the Word. That causes us to grow and become these living stones that God's talking about. He needs us. He does. He needs us to be obedient to Him, to walk in righteousness, to live a life to where we're eating that which is pure and holy so that He can become living stones in this earth. So I know how... I physically feel when I eat healthy food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know how I feel when I eat something that's not healthy and makes me feel yucky. Wow. So, what a good analogy, huh? So, because the Bible talks about eating this word, which of course we've said this before in other episodes, you know, it's about ingesting. Mm-hmm. the Word of God, so that it becomes who we are. And, you know, if if uh, if we are what we eat, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to feel good and healthy and full of His Word so that others can also experience that same thing. It's so true. Well, it's really true, because if we don't live it, they can't experience it. Right. And also, our prayer life becomes powerful, and so that even if we don't see people, we can pray, because it says, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Our life becomes a reflection of his desire in the earth. When we walk in his power and in his might, when we're full of his spirit and we've eaten proper food, spiritual food gives us spiritual energy. So it's amazing, because in the power of his word, We feel good because the light of his truth is guiding us. This is where, though, just like we were saying earlier that, you know, the the world has created this food system that is super enticing, and sometimes you can even think you're eating something healthy, but you find out, oh, that wasn't so healthy. In that same way, if we're not sticking to the pure Mm-hmm. word. Right. The pure milk of the word like Peter said and we are allowing opinions and doctrines to drive our understanding of the word. Sometimes we could be misled. Yeah. It's so important that we drink of the word ourselves. And also it's very important to validate what someone is teaching, it's very true. validate it 
with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Remember, one of the easiest things to remember is that God is love, and that what's coming out is love. And you know, he's also, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So you put these things together. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So whatever is not of peace is not of God. So you have to remember that the Bible says in uh, Philippians 2, probably 4 or something like that, but it says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. God needs us to be gentle, full of his peace, full of his love, so that his truth can prevail. We can't walk around thinking that we are something and be a judge. And, you know, my dad used to say something that's kind of funny. He would say, you know, Jesus in chapter 17 of John, he was praying his prayer before the Father, and and he said, Lord, that they might love one another. And my dad used to say, well, yeah, sometimes I think it's that they might club one another. And that's not exactly what we're after here. We want to love the love of Jesus. The body of Christ is, everybody's pressing towards Jesus. And a lot of people have been taught different things. A lot of people have different ideas because they've been taught different ideas. And a lot of people are very sincere in their heart before the Lord. And our job is to direct everyone straight into the Word of God, yours and mine. Our jobs are all the same, is to direct people into the Word. What does the Word exactly say about this? And if the Word says that this is acceptable, then it's acceptable. And it's all in love. And it's not to be argued because the Bible says the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach in humility. That's in Second Timothy 2, around verse 18. It says in Mark 9, 38 through 41, Now John answered him, saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us, casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said... Do not forbid him, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is on our side. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Also in Luke 9, it's talking about the same story. And John said, you know, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we forbade him because he does not follow us. And mm-hmm. Jesus in there, and in Luke, it says simply, but Jesus said to him, do not forbid him for he who is not against us is on our side. Yeah, that's Luke nine fifty. You know, the point is that we just need to love one another because everybody's on their own road and we need to let the Lord be the one that's in control of his body and the division that's in the body of Christ saying, oh, you're not good or you're not this, you're not that. Those are all judgments. And there's only one accuser of the brethren and that's Satan. Right. His name means the accuser of the brethren. And we have to really protect the fact that our words are filled with the purity of God's word, which means that we love one another. We want the peace of God, our gentleness to be known to all men. We won't quarrel. We're just going to love one another if we're all on the same road to finding the reality of Jesus Christ. And I think it's good to be discerning because you, when you have built your spirit up to a place where you can recognize something that do, that seems a, a bit off base. Exactly. That, and that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a really good thing. Yes. Um, 
No, it's a good thing when people, when you have discernment. Discernment is a gift of God that shows, because His Holy Spirit gives you a clarity of mind, and it gives you a clarity of eye so that you can see. That's what talks about anointing your eyes with eye salve, you know. Paul said in in first, uh, excuse me, in Ephesians 1, round 18, you know, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And we have got this responsibility to maintain the pure word of God going inside of us so that our vision stays pure and hungry for the pure word of God. If you start convoluting the word of God, then you're going to get watered down. You're not going to know what truth looks like. You're going to be tossed to and fro. And the Bible says, let not that man think he's going to ask anything of the Lord because he's like the wind tossed to and fro. And so it's, it's important and it's our responsibility to stay focused on the true word of God so that we cannot be led astray. So how would you advise advise folks to use things like commentaries and there's so much out there. There is. There's, you know, a gajillion things on YouTube. There's so much out there. It's very true. What would your advice be for how to ingest the word of God in a in a pure way? Well, I I think the best way to do this is to look at Revelation chapter three. Because what we're talking about is being just a little bit off in in our perspective, right? And so the Lord gives us in Revelation chapter 3, in verse 18, it says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Now, he's talking about how to correct yourself if you've been a little bit off base. You know, how if you've been in the lukewarm church and, and you've been off just a little bit, he says, I counsel you to buy from me, gold refined in the fire. And that, that word buy is an interesting word because that is one you have to pay a price in order to get something, right? You're paying a price. That means you've got to be willing to pay the price to get that gold that's refined in the fire, that you may be rich. See, if you're not willing to lay it down and to give it to him and just give your whole life to him, then you're not going to ever become rich in him. Uh, the white garments has everything to do with your actions. Let your actions become righteousness so that you have your clothed, you're clothed with a robe of righteousness that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. The shame of our nakedness, I believe it is referring to our flesh, you know, because you're covered with a robe of righteousness. You can't see your flesh, you know. You're, you're walking in the power of his word. You have the, the white robe on, and so your flesh is dead. That's a really good point. It's a good one. <laughs> and anoint your eyes with the eye salve that you may see. And that's kind of like what I talked about in Ephesians, where it talked about the, the Paul said, you know, I, I pray that the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom. And that's where the more we put the pure word into in us, into our spirit, that allows us that discernment to be able to see when something is, you know, a little off or... That yeah. really is this, is, this is the key to becoming restored. So it says, you know, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. See, our walk with Christ is a walk of humility, a surrendered walk that is before his throne saying, Father, in me there is no good thing. I am absolutely dependent upon you. Please fill me 
with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love and your light and your truth. Guide my steps that I might walk worthy of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. We just wanted to let you know how much we love you and we pray for you and we thank you for being with us. You mean so much to us and we just hope that this is a blessing to you. You can always email us and send us comments or any questions that you might have. Or even any subjects or scripture that you might want us to cover. It's true. Yep. So we're here for you and we love you and just may God bless you. And we'll see you on the next episode. 